is girls. Life is girls. Life is girls. Life is girls. We have a lot to say and we hope you're listening. Welcome back to Life as Girls, the podcast where girls are seen, heard, and understood. I'm Aubrey and I am your host. In today's episode, we're talking about exploring your personal identity. And joining us today is my guest, Zarka. Zarka is a first-generation student who just graduated from high school while also earning her associate degree. That's so exciting. She will be studying biomedical engineering in college in the fall, and we're so excited to have you here. So everything I just shared, Zarka, um, in your introduction describes you as a student, and I want to know like, what else our listeners should know about you and your background. So um, I would say that my heritage is Indian. Uh, my parents moved to Florida, actually, uh, when I was a couple months old, and then we moved to Texas. So my heritage is Indian. Um, I would consider myself a very creative person, but also a very like organized person. But at the same time, I would say I'm disorganized because of how much it. like chaos there is, you know? Um, but besides that, my hobbies are honestly anything creative. Like I've recently started doing painting a lot. Um, I know before that I did henna. Um, I've been doing henna for a while now. Usually when there's like festivals and stuff, my mom and I go to the festivals together and we like, we set up a stall and we like apply henna. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So that's like doing art is like an outlet for you. Like recently, totally. That's awesome. Okay. So I also wanted to talk about how you said that you were a feminist. I want to know, like, what does it mean to you to be a feminist and why is that important to you? So for me, being a feminist means having equal rights as men and any other gender. Um, I know I've had to deal with a couple friends in my past who thought feminism meant that women are better than men. Yeah. And I had to um, sit them down and explain that that's not necessarily the case. We just want equality at the end of the day. And the reason why it's important to me is because um, from 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 my culture back home, there's a lot of gender based roles. Mm-hmm. And so it's usually like, oh, the girls are supposed to do this and the guys are supposed to do this. And like, I want to go against the norm, especially because like we're in the 21st century, like things have yeah. changed, you know, my parents try to be open minded, but they still have a few like, you know, stereotypical um, insights sometimes. So like, I'll be doing something that they'll be like really proud of. And instead of saying that they're like happy for me they'll say oh we don't even need a son like why did you have to compare me to like you know different gender yeah so it's like the the little like tidbits of um culture that like show up and i know they in general mean well but like i've had to like live with that like all my life especially because like i'm first generation low income and a minority (laughs) so it's like i'm in like every category um so it's been a difficult journey and I think it's regardless of, um, you know, who I am as a person, I think I would be a feminist regardless because it's really important to stand up as like, you know, women, empowering women. And the women's movement barely started in, I believe, the 20th century. So it's not even pretty much new compared to everything else. So I feel like um, I want to become the like the empowering role model for like my younger self. For, yeah, and, and like the continuing like other girls that are like you know being born today and everything yeah i like that you're really like exploring this so deeply like i love i love that perspective you're also experiencing feminism in your school you said 
that you think women or and this is common knowledge as well like women are underrepresented in leadership roles in the workplace um they're also represented in stem so you can you tell me about the program you started or the club you started that was about like stem and then it also kind of combines your leadership role yeah so i started a club at my high school called tech girls who code and we had a similar type program before uh, it was i think it was just tech girls um there wasn't really any coding it was mostly just science mm -hmm. um but i partnered with the girls who code corporation and we made it a science plus technology uh, type of club and it was really hard at first because I remember like my freshman year COVID hit and just when the clubs like was up and running everything shut down <laughs> yeah and at that time like the main purpose of the club was to promote and encourage you know women in the STEM fields even if it's not STEM in the STEAM fields for example right right but it got to a point during COVID where it was like that necessarily wasn't our purpose anymore it was just to build sisterhood and help each other get through COVID and that pandemic um and I think one of the core projects that we did that year was honestly one of my favorites was um playing uh scribble.io which is like an online yes. uh pictionary yeah. type of program yeah. and we did some micro bits we made slime we did some micro bit projects and we did some uh, circuitry part projects as well but i think because like the fun like because that was one of like the the first years that that club started the girls got really close especially the seniors because i'm i'm a senior now yeah, um, yeah and so we got to know each other a lot more that's great yeah that's awesome and um, is there any other like leadership roles that you've held besides that? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So um, I'm also a student advocate. Yes, I'm also a student advocate with my school district's um, equity advisory committee. So I'm on, I'm on the co-chair with uh, two other, I believe, educators and one parent. And essentially every month we have meetings where we talk about, uh, we open it up to the community and we talk about what equity problems are being solved and what equity problems are being left behind. And especially as like a student who's like first generation, low income, you know, I feel like students don't necessarily have that voice. So being the co-chair and being able to like express and speak up for not just like women, but like all the students at my school and in my community is very important. That's incredible. I had, I didn't even know that's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. So as well as like your leadership roles, I know that you also experience like being Muslim in a non-Muslim environment. I would love for you to like speak about your experience with that and like occupying a space as someone like who doesn't like this not the normal kind of situation for our school. Yeah, so like it's been a very like I would say like challenging journey, especially because there's a lot of different like adaptability parts of it. Yeah. Um, but one of the main things that got to me um, was uh, during Ramadan, which is our month of like fasting, mm -hmm. uh, we have to make sure we pray all of our prayers. And there's one prayer that comes during the school day. And my librarians, they actually cleaned out like a closet area and they put up a sign that's in like prayer room and they made passes for all the Muslim students. And I found that so like, at the end of the day, I realized that like, it's what I deserve, you know, because if right, we're going totally. to adhere to diversity, then we need to be able to listen to everyone's needs, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I felt like 
you know, I felt like that was like one of the first times I was actually being heard as a Muslim student because yeah. it's really hard to like, you know, get up in the middle of class and tell your teacher that you need to go pray when they're like, okay, you know, completely different religion than you. Yeah. And it's hard to express that too, especially because um, there's been a lot of controversy about Islam in the past couple of years. Um, so it, it gets harder too, and especially in an environment where it's like foreign, essentially. Yeah, that's that's great. I love that they're making that space for you at school. That's I don't know if I've ever our school experiences that, um, but that's that's incredible for your school. I love that. Um, I was also wondering if you could talk about kind of the challenges that you've taken on in high school in general. I know that there's been a lot of setbacks. I mean, COVID being one of them, but also just like mm -hmm. hardships that you've experienced in high school. And tell me about like the impact that had on you and if it was if it was easy for you, if it was hard for you. So um, yes, COVID was one of them. Um, but besides COVID, I already talked a lot about COVID. I think it was just uh, managing my role at, in my house and like my student role versus my family sister role so yeah. like um I because my sister just started college when I started high school yeah. and so I had the responsibility of being the oldest sibling in the house and I had the responsibility of like making sure that like I'm passing all my classes that um that I'm getting everything that I needed to get from high school um that I was preparing essentially for college as well. And especially after COVID hit, it got a lot more stressful because things changed. Like the shift from physical learning to online learning was incredible. But at the same time, nothing was the same as before. Like college admissions, like college preparations, exams, like everything completely changed. Yeah. And it's the same thing for like, you know, my brother and my family too, because they're over here like, um, you know, worried about like sanitizing all the products that they've gotten from, you know, uh, grocery shopping and my brother's education system is different you know and that's a very effective factor for him because um he listens to me a lot because i guess i'm his favorite sibling <laughs> not like or anything but he's also autistic so he does not do virtual learning and so to have him sit down and try to like let him know like it's not safe for you to do physical learning it just defeats the purpose because there is no other way that he can learn like there isn't like the most accommodations that I remember my brother was going through was like they would give him like videos um to watch but essentially like the physical aspect is what he needed the most and so being like being um the daughter and being like there for my brother um was really hard balancing that and the course load every with like school and like ACC and everything I know my parents uh tried their best as well but my dad was working and then my mom uh would be taking my brother to his therapies and everything and at the end of the day they were kind of still in denial about like his um condition and so my sister moved out so I couldn't worry her so it was kind of all on me and then on the high school side, it was like, oh, I needed to make sure I was getting A's in all my classes. I needed to make sure I was passing all my classes. Um, I needed to make sure all my homework was getting done. So there were like often days where like I wouldn't sleep or like four all-nighters. And then on the weekend, I would like crash. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you have like, feel like you have to set this example to be someone that your siblings can look up to. But also like you're balancing so many different things being like at least a first generation student. Like you're wanting to go out yeah. and kind of break that norm that's oh that is incredible but you've managed it so well and just from what i've heard about today that's it's awesome i'm so happy for you i also um 
you are going to college in the fall and I wanted to <laughs> talk about how you picture yourself like spending your time and energy what things clubs like uh things you're studying anything like that um I would say that I really want to have the college experience yeah, yeah um and so I know one of the things that I truly like not regret but I wish I did more of in high school was just slow down and like enjoy the moment rather than plan out every single moment of like my I, life I know that <laughs> I know that also yes <laughs> So I'm looking forward to like joining a couple clubs, um, joining badminton, not as like the official sport because I don't know if I can do that with my degree, but as like a <laughs> club, I know that they said they do intramural sports. So I'm looking into mm -hmm. that. And there's also a very big population of Muslim students at UT Austin. And there's a corporation called MSA, just Muslim Student Association. And so I'm looking forward to like interact with them and like getting to know um, a lot of my peers and everything. And it's, it's kind of scary too, because it's like, oh my God, like I've never been in a school with like 10,000 kids, you know? How am yeah. I supposed to just like walk up and be like, how y'all doing? Right. Because like my, school's, my school was like, I think believe only like 250, 260 kids. So it's like right. a drastic yeah. change. Like I'm used to the one-on-one -on -one learning, but now I have to like actually stand up and like say that I need help. Yeah, it's just, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like UT undergraduate is like ugh, i don't even know but it's thousands it's thousands yeah so it's definitely is, i'm pretty pretty sure it's like forty thousand, something like yeah. that oh yeah it's yeah it's so big <laughs> i remember just touring there and i was just like this is such a big difference from like my high school i think my high school is like two thousand kids total um and our mm -hmm. graduating class is like 500 around um so it was just like going there i was like i will be so small in comparison to the amount of people that go here like it's just kind of overwhelming but right have, yeah. like, also on the other hand there's so much more like experiences that you're going to get to learn because it's a bigger college and there's like more mm -hmm. clubs and more people and like yeah so I think the last thing I want to talk about is what advice do you have for helping people discover or accept what feels authentic and true to their identity? I would say um, one of the first things to do would be to essentially like believe in yourself because yeah. if you if you tell yourself you're not going to be able to do it you're not going to be able to do yeah. it like at the end of the day the only person that's going to be there for you is yourself right. and so I learned that when I was very young and so I think that really helped me throughout my journey especially because like every time I was like, confused about something or I needed to speak up I wouldn't hesitate to like I would straight up be like I know this is a dumb question but let me ask it anyways yeah <laughs> I don't know you know like I'd, I'd rather struggle like don't struggle in silence um, because if you're struggling, there are most likely people around you who are also struggling. Yeah. So yeah. having that advocacy for yourself, you don't have to hundred percent, like love yourself, hundred percent, like, you know, no insecurities, as long as you a hundred percent believe in yourself and you're confident in yourself. I think that's all you really need to be your true self, true self. That's incredible. That is great advice. I love that. Well, that's everything we have. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I've learned so many things, learned about balancing identity. You don't have to just conform to one thing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of Life as Girls, be sure to write a review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And a big thank you to our sponsor, the Girl Scouts of Central Texas. You can learn more about them at www.gsctx.org. 
If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like for us to talk about, email us at communications at gsctx.org. See you next time. Thank you.